Welcome to the Witty Committee. I'm Claire. And I'm Courtney. And this week we are reading Toxic, what is technically the penultimate book in Sarah Shepard's Pretty Little Liars series. Before we get started, Claire, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've been reading, watching, or doing outside the podcast this week? Okay. So outside the podcast this week, I started rereading um, the Crazy Rich Asian series just for fun. But Mm -hmm. aside from that, I have been deeply involved in um, (laughs) Punxsutawney Phil uh, musical TikTok. There's this guy on TikTok who is writing a song every single day for the month of February, uh, like a different song. And for on February 2nd, he wrote a music like a musical number about Punxsutawney Phil and his relationship with his wife, Phyllis, under the premise that Punxsutawney Phil isn't an immortal being that's been like given some elixir. But Phyllis is not. So he keeps I think I remember something about this. Yes. Yes. And but the musical, the the song he wrote is like, so, it's so fantastic. It's someone was like, Oh, my God, you're the new Sondheim. It is so good that I am like, this guy needs to be famous. So I followed him. And now I'm like, check every day for his videos of his new songs he's written. And they're all very good. But like, this one was exceptional. And I was like, wow, this must be a huge trend. And it's one of those things that you're like, this must be huge. It's all I'm seeing on my For You page. And then you click on the sound and it's like 280 videos. And I've seen all of them. So um, if anyone else is on uh, Punxsutawney Phil TikTok, uh, let me know. I'm intrigued. What about you, Courtney? What have you been reading, watching, or doing? In a similar vein, uh, it's currently Chicago Theater Week here, and so I went to go see a production of Anything Goes at the Porchlight <gasps> Music Theater. That's one uh, of my favorites. I love Cole Porter. It was very – I just love tap. I love that sort of thing. I love thing. tap. It I was very Men enjoyable. should tap dance again. That's fully my – it's so No, attractive. I think that more more musicals should be like tap and like – ballroom dance and things like that because now it yes. feels like everything is like modern dance and like flailing yeah. and sad and or, i'm like Ugh. or it's like a new jukebox musical and it's like featuring the songs of britney spears and it's like no i want old-timey music so that we can have tap dancing because tap dancing is amazing i could or, also like get on board with jukebox musicals if it were like still more upbeat dancing but right now it just feels like and probably in part is because i've been seeing a lot of Hades Town on my For You page, okay. which again does look amazing. Don't get me wrong. It is good. But sometimes I'm like, could a musical, like, some, musicals are often lumped in with comedy and like right. award shows, and probably is also in part because I'm like seeing a lot of award show stuff. But like, oftentimes people group musicals and comedies together. And I feel like musicals are now trying to like push back into being its own distinct art form where they're like, no, we're serious. And so we're going to only do serious things. And it's going to huh. be so sad. And our movements are going to be so contemporary and lyrical. And I'm like, or we could have fun. We're going to have a fun, good time. I think that there's a subset of, of everything. I do get what you're saying. And I think Town in specific is an exceptionally sad musical, um, which I did not. Unfortunately, last year, I did not tell my parents that before they went. But I was also like, you know, the story of Orpheus. Like, I don't know what you're going to expect. And they were like, it was so sad. And I was like, yeah, it's a sad story. But that being said, I do think that there's a big resurgence of – Sondheim stuff and Sondheim stuff is on the more melancholy side. 
Um, so like things like Sweeney Todd getting a, getting a reboot, which is like it's not really sad, but it is definitely like spooky and dark. Yeah, and like I, I can know. get on board with spooky dark, but like at least that's got the levity of like silliness. It does have a little bit of silliness to it. Yeah. I but I'm I anything goes. Like one of my comfort YouTube videos is the 2011 uh Tony performance with Sutton Foster doing Anything Goes at the Tonys. It is so good. There's like a 15 minute like tap solo. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um love Cole Porter. I'm so that's so fun that you went to see that. I'm so jealous. <laughs> because also cuz Chicago gets so many good shows like Charlotte we get the the non-equity mean girls tour and i'm like i'm not gonna go see that um because i support unionized actors um although there was a joke that apparently now that patty lapone gave up her equity card that she would join the mean girls touring cast and i was like absolutely not she would never that's really funny um yeah it's hilarious um but i'm that's so fun that you went to go see that i hope that you had more fun watching Anything Goes than you did reading this book because, guys, Courtney texted me five chapters into this book and was like, I'm so bored. I was also bored until the end. Yeah, the but like the end was so predictable. I was like, come on, of course. It had to, though, if this is the penultimate book. But the one thing I want to say is this book felt like an amalgamation of other YA tropes from other popular books or shows or things of the time. Like, Hannah's plotline made me think of the click book where... Dial L for Loser. Uh, I wrote that yes, down, too. Exactly. Um, and then Spencer's plotline was just like a rehashing of her and Chase, kind of, but not really, but like... Yeah, with the twist that I had anticipated that the Chase storyline would have had in the first place. Right, exactly. But the Chase storyline kind of did have it, just in a different way. Um, yeah, that Mary one felt like just- very much a gotcha where Sarah Shepard was like, I know I led you and Spencer into thinking that Chase was going to be a bad guy, but he wasn't. So now here's, spoiler alert, a bad guy. Right. That, yes. Also, Arya's plotline felt very Gossip Girl, like, Jenny storyline to me. Mm-hmm. And then Emily <laughs> just needs Gossip a- Girl Jenny storyline, just- the books, not Gossip Girl Jenny storyline, yes, yes, the TV yes. show, because she's not more into regular art, not fashion. Right. Right, the books. Sorry, I, we talk about books on this podcast. I don't know if you've tuned into this before, but that's well, what they it's just about. diverge so significantly True. in the Jenny of it all. Yes, um, and then Emily, I, I want to talk to Sarah Shepard because does she? What does she have against poor, poor Emily? What does she have against her? Yeah, poor sad Eeyore fucking Emily. Could any? But like the thing is, is like any of the other characters could have something bad happen to them. And maybe Emily just gets one book where, like, I don't know, maybe, like, she gets in a car accident. Or I don't, I don't, like, something bad is going to happen. But why does it have to be every single book? It's just, like, the worst thing. It's literally tragic. And so do you remember in the first couple of books where they kept mentioning how, like, Emily, Allie would call Emily killer because Mm -hmm. she would be, like, such a fierce protector of Allie. And I'm like, I don't see any, like, fierce protection out of Emily until we get to, like, the middle-ish part of this book. And it's not even protection. It's more like reaction and it's like scary. freaking out. And I'm just like, yeah, she's not, she's not this fierce protector. She's a sensitive, superstitious little girl. Right. Exactly. And she gets so taken advantage of that. She is now worn down to her core where she's so reactionary that anything could set her off. And I'm just like, uh, it's just, just so, 
Oh, it's so sad. But I don't know. I really felt like this book was a placeholder to speed things up towards like the end, which I know happens with most of this stuff. But yeah, but it just made me so bummed because I was like, the last book could have been the, the end. end and I would have been perfectly fine with it. I agree. I agree. And then also I was reading some blogs <laughs> about, about this. Um, were they uh, bullying blogs? Were they... <laughs> Blogs they were not bullies. bullying blogs. They were not new bullying blogs that someone started over the course of two weeks that have become so famous that they get pulled into viral the internet. Viral bullying like, blogs. Right. Viral bullying blogs. Also, like, this book came out in 2014. Blogs? Blogs were, not, like, I don't think they were that – I think blogs were, like, a 2008, 2009 thing. Like, the way that they reference blogs in this book is, like, so strange to me. Because Spencer's blog takes off. Aria is like interviewed by all these bloggers. And I'm like, okay, go off, girl. Like, yeah. And the names of the blogs that Aria is being interviewed for sound like middle sized city, like brewery places or gastro pubs. Exactly. Or like, um, like I'm going to visit Charlotte or I'm going to visit Claire in Charlotte next month. And I imagine that we're (laughs) going to see whatever fucking like flame and arrow. <laughs> oh, to- there, I, there's literally there's a um a men's barbershop called Arrow. Like it, it's it's just like it feels to me very much like um liberal arts school literary magazine uh with like bad graphics or like or private school yearbook names cuz like every mm-hmm. yearbook had a name. Um, yeah. And do you Claire um do you know that Philadelphia is actually like a premier art scene? <sighs> Did you know that like New York and uh, New York and Philadelphia, I would say, are probably like the two top. They're probably, yeah. You know, I think Philly's really, it's just so interesting to me. I mean, Philly, I don't want to discount, there's art from, from everywhere that could be good. And yeah, I mean, I would say that like Mass Mocha, maybe, like, I don't know. If we're, if we're talking, this was like I saw on Twitter the other day where someone was saying that they need to build a Colossus style statue on Alcatraz to welcome yeah, people. Yeah, looking over San Francisco. And it was like, San Francisco. San Francisco is the only place that thinks that San Francisco's in the top three cities. Exactly. And I'm like, that's what this book feels like, is it feels like they're like, ah, yes, Philly, the second most important city in the entire United States. Not even like, on the Eastern Seaboard, please. No, no. I, I would like, I think we go. New York, Boston, D.C., uh, Miami, Atlanta, Philly, honestly. For art? Oh, are we doing art? Then New York, Miami, Boston, Atlanta, D.C., Philly. See, I think that the number of museums in D.C. would probably up D.C. in that ranking of my list. I I agree. Miami is high. Miami's. I'm. T- I'm thinking in terms of like discovering a new artist, a new which artist. is what's happening yeah, in this book. DC is not going to do that. DC is like establishment. The only way you could get a new, a newer artist's artwork into a museum in DC would be if you painted a portrait of a president and they chose mm. your painting to be their portrait in the national portrait in the portrait gallery. gallery. Fair um, based. Yeah. So. But regardless, Philadelphia like, is not anyway, cracking top five. Not, sorry. No, but. Um, there is a lot of New York in this book, though, which is interesting. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like, why we're so held fast, like, the Rosewood Day of it all. Yeah, and also, (laughs) 
I could have sworn that we've had like four different names of what Rosewood is called. Rosewood Day is called. We I could have sworn we had Rosewood Country Day. In this book, they call it Rosewood Day Prep. And I'm like, why can't it just be Rosewood Day? Why don't we just go through and make it all one thing? Why are we still there when all the girls took their last finals before graduation? Except I know for, they didn't like walk at graduation, but like, yeah. Why are we now going back to summer school for like three seconds? And I know that is Emily going so to UNC or or NC State, or I'm is she going to stay in the area? Like the whole question of okay, the whole Jordan of it all. Jordan is at a prison nearby, and it, it's looking like Jordan is going to have a pretty good chance of either getting off on parole or getting her case dismissed on a mistrial because nobody read her her Miranda rights either time she got arrested, which, like, come on. Um, and also because a lot of her crimes are committed before she turned 18, um, which is good news because then Jordan and Emily could be together. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, okay, so Emily, wouldn't you want to, like, try to go to, like, Rutgers or something? I don't know. Yeah, which but, is like you guys spent three days together in very specific circumstances, and now you're like, I'm gonna give up college so that I can hang out with my parolee is, girlfriend. But we, but we know Emily. This is and and Jordan actually does really like her back. So like, yeah, does she? Good for because her. like the letter that she sends Emily, she's like, I forgive you for those tweets, and I was very confused by that. I think she meant the photos that got sent to her of Emily dancing with that other girl at the purple unicorn. But, like, even that, she was just dancing with another girl. Just I think dancing. that Sarah Shepard's, uh, Sarah Shepard's understanding of Twitter is very nebulous, <laughs> as we are aware here. Um, and then also, I think, probably also her understanding of, like, childhood relationships, which is obvious. Um, but anyway. So they have a future together, which is so thrilling. The one thing that, like, really hurt me to read, though, was Emily talking about her experiences of her home life now because she actually highlighted this and I want to read it because it made me so sad. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it was. Okay. No, that's the wrong part. Um, Emily talking about basically like being disowned from her family so many times like at what point is at what point is she going to be able to like trust them again? Not I don't know about trust them. Um but like ex be accepted by them. Like how many times can she go I can't find the highlighting. How many times can she be like disowned and reaccepted after she almost like evades death before like they just give up on her? And is there any point in her getting close to her family again. And I was just like, that is so true. Cause it's happened to her so many times where um, they just like abandon her and like, okay, let me see. I think I found it. Emily was grateful that they'd come around again, of course, but she also felt jaded. Would something else happen to make them drop her once more? Should she bother to get attached? And Emily didn't dare bring up that she believed Allie was still alive. Her family would think she was nuts. It was sad not having her family as her touchstone anymore. Something huge was missing from her life, a hole she needed to fill. <sighs> but she didn't know what would satisfy her. Finding Allie, definitely. But she had a feeling that wasn't entirely it. I just, it's so, 
like setting us up for just more and more sadness and then eventually what happens at the end of the book but it it just bums me out that like nope i mean i guess hannah is having similar family issues and that it doesn't seem like her dad has apologized for leaving her like ditching her for his campaign which we like don't know what happens with (laughs) Um, yeah i would assume that that election would i mean so he's still running for office yeah in the spring when graduation happens so i guess the elections will be that fall yeah but at this point i find it very difficult that he is electable but in that same vein hannah's the book is full of a lot small inconsistencies that i find very frustrating as i read this because again i'm like if you can't keep it up for this book when we're at I think we get 18 books in the series. So I'm like, if you can't keep it up for the 17th book, then you should have stopped at 16. Right. But at one point, Hannah says, for years, Hannah had leaned on her dad, but that had changed once and for mm. all the day she was arrested for Tabitha's murder. And I'm like, what about those several years in your right. adolescence when he abandoned you entirely? When did you lean on him then? Another inconsistency is that Emily's in summer school and she's like, yeah, last summer I swam at the Y. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Last summer you were pregnant in your sister's dorm room. Yeah, the like, summer before you swam at the Y. And then like, you got the scholarship to either UNC or NC State, depending on who's asking. Right. It, it's confusing. But you know who else is doing something weird and sporty this summer? Mike? Mike. Is he's at soccer camp. Soccer camp, which he's never played soccer before. When have you ever played soccer, Mike? <laughs> it would have been so easy to just say lacrosse camp. And he he's, wears a lacrosse sweatshirt at one point in the book. And so I'm like, right, so we like, know he plays lacrosse. It doesn't make any... It doesn't make... I Like... Where were the editors? I'm sure that the editors were like, eh, it's book 15. Let's phone it in. Like, ugh. but we have to get past this because otherwise all I we're going to talk about is inconsistencies. Um, but it's important to note that Mike is gone because Hannah, instead of doing summer school like she was initially planning on doing, which I don't know how she gets out of it, is instead acting in a... Another movie adaptation of their story. It's not a made-for-TV one, though. It's, like, a a good version now. And she's playing Naomi, which is notable because the girl who's playing Hannah is this girl, Haley. Haley something. Very easy to understand, to keep straight. Yes, exactly. But Haley is immediately horrible. Just, like... Difficult to work with and bad at acting. And it it reminds me of the girl who was like fake best friends with Claire in the clique. Who yeah, it's like, immediately dialogue for losers. It's exactly dialogue for losers, which is so fascinating to me. But she's a very bad actress, and Hannah's like watching this girl butcher like who she is as a person, and having to be like, and she's like, well, Hannah thinks I'm doing a great job, right? And Hannah's like, well, this is the one of the most famous people alive, so like, of course, I have to say yes. Um, and it feels like she's like a ripoff of like Miley Cyrus or something um, based on the like plot that they've developed. Um, there is a very funny part in the book, though, where um, Hannah references Lucy Hale. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the, it, it's very interesting. It's very um, meta contextual. Um, yeah. I I find the, the movie thing so convoluted because like, yeah, Hannah was supposed to be finishing up a summer school class that immediately gets abandoned. I don't know why we even had to have that plot point. Right. But she even, she so she answers a phone call from an unknown number from a mysterious yeah. ghost. And I'm like, after you've had so many stalking incidents, Don't do that. Why are you answering the phone that you don't know? 
I know. I that's what I was like. And they all the girls do this. All the girls get phone calls from people that they don't know, and they're like, they answer them anyway. But um, Mike is off at soccer camp, and so Hannah spends a lot of her time hanging out with Haley, and then Jared, her co-star, who's also playing Mike, who's like <laughs> playing her. It it's so confusing, but he's playing Mike, so he is on in this movie as well and they like jokingly make out at a club in new york or like he kisses her Haley invites hannah to go to a movie premiere party for a different movie that they're not in and so while they're there uh he kisses her and is like now i've kissed both hannah's and Haley takes a picture of it and instead of immediately going please delete that i have a boyfriend the real mike uh she just lets it go because she's like i finally feel free and that's not a good sign. And also the whole being invited to a premiere party in New York thing was, Hannah was like, I feel so lucky that I get to be going to this, but maybe it's not luck. I deserve this because I'm fabulous. And I'm like, it's neither luck nor deserved. You were a victim. And that's why this is all happening to you. All the girls need to understand that. There's also a Rosewood event for like underprivileged children being thrown and Spencer's mom goes well you're one of the guests of honor so you have to go and I'm like so these girls are underprivileged because they've been stalked yeah it's like underprivileged disadvantaged underprivileged and like at risk youth and I'm like yeah they were at risk for being multiply murdered (laughs) murdered so many times because you guys are dumbasses and uh they keep experiencing the alley like Allie is still not leaving them alone to the point where at one point since the air conditioning but more is so than any ghetto, other times before where, like this this is not just like a giggle in the distance yeah this is not the whiff of vanilla upstream but emily takes a swim in the lap pool at rosewood country day prep school uh because the ghetto ass <laughs> school does not have air conditioning during the summer and so she's like oh i'm gonna go swim because i always keep my swim stuff on me and so she goes swimming and Allie is in the pool house and tries to choke her to death under the water so she's not just holding her head down but also choking her around the neck because she ends up with bruises on her neck and emily chases her out of the pool slippery dangerous uh takes the sweatshirt that Allie was wearing off of her back and then calls the other girls and they bring the sweatshirt to agent fuji who's still in the picture and it's like look there's a hair on it you should test it um i don't know it's so <laughs> they also decide to stalk this um they find like a receipt in the sweatshirt and they go to the like gas station mini mart where the receipt was from and they ask the like fatigued woman behind the desk like did you see a blonde girl in here who looked emaciated and this one was like no i don't know i'm the lady working behind the desk at this like circle k like i don't care yeah <laughs> she's like uh there are lots of blonde little girls who come and buy bottles of water and then leave and then spencer in her car after the interaction is like i never said she bought a bottle of water and then she was like well maybe she just assumes all blonde girls buy water it's so stupid um <laughs> it's so dumb but like ali is like fully out now like spencer so Spencer got this new blog that is like a bullying blog, anti-bullying Anti, blog. Anti-bullying Sorry, blog, not anti-bullying, bro. <laughs> not bro. Um, but she gets invited to sit on this panel, this like anti-bullying panel in New York. And she goes to sit on this panel and she's been receiving messages on the 
forum on the like blog forum i don't really understand what she does does she like moderate and she posts other people's stories whatever um but she's been receiving a couple messages from a guy named dominic dominic i was gonna say derek and I, that was one of nick's aliases there's too many names in these books a guy also, named dominic, dominic sounds a lot like nick nick being the name of the boyfriend who's yes. being arrested for murder and pleading insanity which fair because he was insane. Yeah. Um, and, but Dominic is basically like, people deserve to be bullied. <laughs> Which, like, not even a nuanced take, but okay. No. And so she's getting these hate comments from Dominic. And she's also getting support comments from this guy named Greg, who's like, I wasn't really bullied, but I was a bystander, and that's just as bad. Um, and then he shows up at the panel, too, and he's Before- like, I didn't tell you the whole truth. I was actually bullied by my stepmom, and I didn't tell anybody about it until it was too late and that's why i have a tattoo on my hand of a bird before that she gets a message that she's grateful isn't from dominic but it's from a different person and they have capitalized or bolded the first letter of every sentence in this message and i'm gonna read it out because i highlighted it because i was like this is bonkers and you know i I love love the acrostic Right, exactly. It says, I want to tell you my story. All my life I've been persecuted and my heart breaks every day. Why people are after me, I don't know, because anyone will tell you I'm a nice person. Try to get to know me is all I ask. Can you do that? But no, you won't. Help me, please. It's all getting too much to handle. No one seems to listen, though. Get over it, everyone says. Yet they're sometimes the ones tormenting me. On and on it goes until one day when I've had enough and then it's over. When when you read all the capitalized things, it says, I'm watching you, dash A. Because obviously. Yeah, very creative. Um, um, I have one last, uh, just a not a question that's worth pursuing because it does get acknowledged okay. and then immediately dismissed in the book. But like Spencer's thing, other than being valedictorian and blonde and her sister doesn't like her and uh, she was second best at field hockey and uh, she was also good at debate, I think was that she was an actress. That was one of her right. things. Mm-hmm. And that was even a main plot point in one of the books where they were, like, accusing Kelsey and she, like, had the whole Lady and Beth thing. But then Hannah gets to be in the movie? Hannah acknowledges that, yeah. Yeah, like, and that's what I'm saying. It's not worth, like, discussing in the sense of, like, they already talk about it, but I'm like, why would you not just make Spencer be in the movie? Or both of them could be in the movie. I don't know. Spencer instead has to once again fall for her. Yeah, she's like, I shouldn't fall for Greg. I'm on a boy fast. And then she immediately falls for Greg, the boy with only one tattoo on his hand. Red flag. Yeah. Also, the fact is that, like, Spencer has horrible cyber awareness. She just should stop meeting people on the internet. But Greg shows up to this thing in New York. And at this, like, live taping of this, like, anti-bullying panel... Of, like, a bunch of other people are there, too, who, like, are actually anti-bully activists and whatever. Yeah. This guy, Dominic, stands up and is like, no, everyone should get bullied. And then, like, you're just a little liar. And then he gets, like, escorted off. <laughs> it's so shitty. And Spencer and Greg both get invited to go to, like, this after party at a brewery. And instead, they're like, we're going to go someplace in the village. And so they go down into the subway to get on the train to the village and instead on one of like the local trains on the opposite side of the tracks spencer sees Allie. Allie is on the train like looking at spencer basically like taunting her and she like loses her mind and starts pointing at Allie. and and greg's like what what's going on um and like so so now emily has seen Allie. spencer has seen Allie. hannah 
thinks she's seen Allie, but she gets a note from Allie um, when she's like, re- like reading her lines at the end of a, a work day, which like Naomi must have a much bigger. I mean, I guess Naomi did have a big part in like Jamaica, but like. Uh, yeah, when they were on the cruise, that was like a really big part. And yeah. also apparently she has a blonde pixie cut, which was not how I, maybe I misread that, but I did not picture her with a blonde pixie cut the entire time. I knew she had blonde hair, books. but I did not think she had a pixie cut. Yeah, so they're like, Hannah puts on a blonde pixie cut wig. And I'm like, is this a reference to the Pretty Little Liars and how Allison's always wearing random wigs? That's my headcanon. Uh, so she thinks she sees Allie. And Arya's like, mm, that's weird. Spencer wouldn't cry wolf like Hannah would. So I guess I believe that Allie's back. Arya is getting some other attention, not from Asher, the way too old artist guy from last book, who just never comes back again. Why? 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 Um, but he could instead, have been in this book. There's no reason he is not in this book. Well, like, then the, he couldn't have had so many other random Harrison. Men. I know. But it, yeah, it, like, Harrison but, it, is a writer for an art blog who wants to do an exclusive on Arya because one of her pieces, which is a portrait of Allie's uh, decomposing face has been sold for like $200,000 to this pretentious art guy. Uh, and no one finds that suspicious, whatever. Um, but Harrison is like, you know, Carruthers, the guy who bought the art is known for buying paintings of artists he thinks are cute. And I'm like, first of all, that's creepy. And second of all, how would you know that? And third of all, you're clearly just trying to flirt with Arya who has Invited Noel to be her date to the disadvantaged youth thing. And he's like, I need some space, which understandable. Uh, he apparently doesn't need space from relationships, though, just from Arya. Uh, because he do, can instead- you blame him? Um, I do blame him. I'm mad. Uh, look, I'm not a, I'm not a Noel forgiver. I don't like I don't forgive his shitty behavior. But like, it is kind of a lot. Yeah, but it was also a lot for Arya. I don't disagree. But like then maybe they should both just chill out a little bit. But he does not. He goes and he finds Scarlet, a girl who looks like Allie. I think her being blonde and skinny doesn't make her look like Allie. I think they say in the book that she looks like Allie. I think that's Arya reading into it because she's always been jealous of blonde girls. Well, I don't know. It I'm applying a lot of my own personal logic to Arya. But so she's like, maybe I should be with Harrison because he's artsy and he gets me. And also he's older and that's obviously my type. Mm. And so they go on a date to the Philadelphia Art Museum and it's like an after hours date. Yet some girl in the cafe is like, oh, was that Aria Montgomery, new famous painter? I would like for the docent of the museum to send her these two lattes, please. And one of them has an A written in the foam. And Arya freaks out. <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, I did. I do want to note that some of the blogs that I was reading uh, refer to Arya and Noel as Ariel as their like That's ship name. Cute, I guess so. No, it's so cute. I don't know. Um, Is it Ariel like the the mermaid like or the Ariel mermaid. like the font? Oh, okay. No, like Ariel like the mermaid because it's A R I and then E L from Noel for Noel. Yeah. So. I was like, that's cute. Um, we learn later on that this guy Carruthers, he did not actually buy the painting. It was purchased on his behalf by his assistant, Maxine, Maxine Preptwell, Preptwell. <laughs> which is such the a alias weird name. from 
Which we, the which alien. they know is the alias that Noel used to use with Allie. So they know it's Allie. And so then people start to accuse Arya of, like, making this up and, like, faking the purchase of her own piece. Not just, like, random people, but, like, no. a, a writer for the New York Post who then puts yeah. her name on the front page of the New York Post. I didn't realize this was, like, a big enough deal. <laughs> Right, exactly. I mean, but I guess they're all kind of like sort of semi-famous for the debacle with like Tabitha and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But it ends up kind of backfiring. And instead of there being like less interest in Arya's work now, there's more interest in it, which like, I guess, I don't know. It's really hard for me to look at Arya and be like, oh, when Emily like goes to visit Jordan in prison and they make these plans to like, to continue their life together. And then when she tries to arrange the next time to go see Jordan, she calls Jordan's attorney and learns that Jordan has been murdered in prison <laughs> and Jordan is dead. Jordan it's got shanked. It's so fucking sad. It's so I'm fucking sorry. sad. I shouldn't be And laughing. she can't even tell her family, like, the girl that I loved died. And so she calls, she calls <laughs> her friends she and just, she's like... Because she didn't tell her parents that the girl that she loved, who she met on a three-day eco-cruise in the <laughs> Caribbean, was arrested because she tweeted at her and then she goes to jail for uh, stealing boats. And then uh, she was going to get out, but then she was shanked. And then the woman who shanked her... Did get out. Act, she, she escaped. And yes. Emily is like, you know, that was the woman who was in the... Uh, the visiting room. I've never been to jail. Yes. The place where you visit uh, the people mm-hmm. who are in, imprisoned. And she's like, she was talking to someone who was wearing a hoodie. Like, I bet that was Allie. Yeah, because, but but I do, I do understand. Emily says that because when, when Allie's trying to kill her in the, in the pool, she's like trying to get Emily to say that she loves her. And Emily's like, no, I don't love you. I don't love you. And so Emily's reasoning is like, she killed the one person I did love. Which totally does make sense. No, I don't disagree. But then that woman who killed Jordan, she had escaped, but then she's dead. She's dead too, Uh, which (laughs) is convenient. There's a lot more dead bodies. We should, at the end of this, we should do a... Stop laughing. It's so sad. No, it's not. Yes, it is. She didn't even know this girl. I'm sorry. But it's... Okay, despite knowing her or not knowing her, of any of the characters... To have people die? Like, why couldn't this, like, vain, famous person die instead for Hannah? No, I, like, don't disag- I don't disagree. Emily's story is the saddest of them all, like, big violin, not small violin. I'm not disagree. I'm not dis- dismissing that. But it is funny that she died. I, but it's I get so that. funny that she died. Anyway, I do want to do a list of, like, let's calculate Allie's uh, victims at the end of this to see how many people she killed. And, I want to like, know if she's killed more people than Ariana. Right, yeah, and then let's rank her in terms of we can rank her and Ariana on a list of like nationally famous serial killers. Oh my god, yeah, against like Ted Bundy and like, like, and I don't we're know, obviously like, not going to give like, and, like uh, a mulligan for being a woman. Mm, I think even if we give them a mulligan, they're still going to be up there pretty high. Yeah, no, they're crazy up there. They're both crazy, um, which is notable because uh, this whole time they've been discussing whether or not Allie is getting assistance from her new fan club, the Alley Cats. Just so <laughs> they're like Allie dumb. is so misunderstood, and she's also being discriminated against by the ignorant. And I'm like, is 
are they referring to her being discriminated against because they think that she's gay because she kissed Emily? Or is it mm, we're discriminated no. against formerly hot people? I think it's the I think it's the latter. Um I think it's the same thing that happens when they hire when they have like Zach Efron play Ted Bundy. Oh yeah. like you know, they were like, mm, but he's hot. I think it's fully the Ted Bundy thing where people were like, he's so educated and so good looking. And it's like, yeah, and he also raped and murdered all these people. Um but that was like really a thing. Hot take. I didn't think Ted Bundy was hot. I do think Zac Efron's hot. I, d- I didn't. I don't think Ted Bundy is hot either. But there, that was a thing when he was undergoing trial. It was like, how could this good-looking young man like do all these horrible things? And it's like, good people can do not good people. Bad people who look good can do bad things, which is what Allie is doing. But it's important to note because it turns out that Greg Spencer's internet boyfriend who she is now invited to this benefit because her mom says oh you can bring a date for fun to this underprivileged sad girl uh country club party exactly and so she brings greg because again she does not know boundaries um and she did the same thing with chase and well chase's hot twin brother and that's important to note because while greg does not have a hot twin brother he does have a friend who posed as Dominic at the, like, live taping thing. And it turns out that Greg is both Greg and Dominic and has been harassing her on the internet and also helping Allison. Yeah, he is secretly an alley cat. He's like, I love Allison. I've never spoken with her directly, but she told me that you would immediately fall for anyone who gave you attention. True. That's a read. True. Um, But while before he reveals this information, he's like, I need, I want to help you, but I can't help you until you tell me what's going Mm -hmm. on. And so then she's like, we didn't even talk about really what's happening, which is that in addition to uh, looking at the Turkey Hill come and go grocery store, supermarket thing. They have staged a stakeout at one of Nick, Nick Maxwell's family's properties. Yeah. He's so rich. He has many properties. So rich. But they've got and a they, multi-story pool house on their property that's very decrepit. Very decrepit. Just the pool house. The rest of the property seems to be fine. Yeah. Um, convenient for Allie. Um, and so they have went to Best Buy to buy a bunch of surveillance equipment. These girls are so, so Solar-powered stupid. surveillance equipment. They're uh, so, so that, stupid. They so pay they, cash for it, so there's no paper trail. Uh, but while they're there, that is but where- But they saw no our, there. Yeah, with Scarlett, the girl who kind of looks like Allie, I guess. And uh, and so then they set up these cameras, and they each take turns watching the cameras. And uh, at one point, anything. Spencer has seen, like, a guy who's looking mm. at the at the house. And she confesses all of this to Greg. And Greg is like, there were cameras? And I'm like, you told him? And he's like, it's a good thing you told me because I thought that there might be cameras. Mwahahaha, evil laugh. Uh, and so then it turns out that he's actually an alley cat. So then all four of the girls are like, we need to go back to the, the pool house. So then they get in the car and they leave the party of which they are the guests of honor. And mm-hmm. they drive to the pool house. And oh, they another s- thing that happens at the party is Noel's like, I don't know what I want. Makes out with Ari and then leaves. Yeah, I'm like, Noel, this book is not about you. Please stop. But it's I wanted to note it because I do want to note it, but I'm like either I'm like, you could have just like not been in this book at all, and I would have been less mad at you because you're being annoying right now because it's not about True. you, Noel. Uh and so 
they go to the pool house and while they're and when they're there they see just this giant pool of blood in on the mm-hmm. ground floor and like a dress and they're like mm-hmm. that's weird and they hear noises and they go upstairs to the, the second story of the pool house you know how pool houses have two stories yeah uh, and all then the pool houses i've been in all the pool houses i've ever been in minimum two stories at least i don't think i've <laughs> been in any pool houses like ever <laughs> so could not speak to that but yes so they go upstairs and they hide from the mystery noises and then they come downstairs and they see that someone has tried to clean up the blood by just throwing bleach around yeah i don't know um but they end up taking a sweater with them and they're like that was so weird we have to get out should we tell people that we were there i don't know and then the next day they're like talking about whether or not they should tell people aria like calls the 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 um police station to say something and then when she when they pick up, she freaks out and hangs up. Not a good look. Yeah, but while just, they're listening to the news, they hear that a body of a boy was discovered mm. in the woods behind the house. And they're like, and this boy, he had a tattoo of a bird on his hand. So Allie yeah, killed Greg. Greg. Duh. Um, because Allie can't let Leave anyone who sense. knows about her live. Yeah, exactly. So then they're all standing outside of one of their houses, holding the bag with the bloody outfit evidence. And they're like, hmm, what should we do? And then Agent Fuji pulls up and is like, girls, I am very mad. She's like very, very mad at them. She's so mad. Uh, it's so bad. Uh, and then she's, she's like, you've been mad. telling us that Allie is alive. And you were because right. Because she, she is, alive. is alive. Or she was until you mur- yeah. you tortured and murdered her. Because And, and Agent Fuji has, a, Fuji has a bag with a tooth in it. <laughs> Where's her body? And we know that. Allie is missing a tooth. And the girls know that Allie is missing a tooth, which I don't know. Did Allie just keep her tooth with her? I think that she's probably so malnourished that her teeth are actively falling out of her They're falling out. Yeah. Or she wouldn't be less. She's so crazy that she would fly herself out of her. Yeah. Describing the tortures that the girls did to her. Because I, of course, would give my captive a notebook and pad of paper to describe the tortures that yeah, you know, like sister, you know, like the burn book, and like how the girls would just pass around the burn book, and they would each write stuff. It's sort of like yeah. that, like Sisterhood of the Traveling Notebook of Plans to Murder Allie. Um, and then they also cite this video evidence of after Jordan is murdered, Emily goes up to the pool house and trashes the decrepit, already decrepit. Keep Which in mind, she it was does already decrepit. She trashes it, and then she puts it back together because mm-hmm. she doesn't want the other three girls to realize that she's having an active mental breakdown over her dead girlfriend and. So then they use all of that as evidence that they're all unhinged and they killed Allie, who was alive the whole time. And they were telling everyone that she was alive and they were keeping her captive. We could have skipped this whole book. We could have skipped this whole book and just had it been in the end of last book. But I guess they had to. I'm sure Sarah Shepard got like a 16, like an additional eight book deal. And that is why she had to finish these books. But, like, could we have not done some sort of, like, from Allie's POV book or something? Yeah. And so they arrest the girls for murdering Allie. And Agent Fuji is super upset about it, which I don't know why she's taking it so personally. And it clearly makes no logical sense that these girls would have kept Allie alive and then tried to... If they really wanted to torture and kill Allie, why would they not have not told anyone, hey, she's alive? Right. I don't know. Murder number one, don't tell anyone that your victim exists. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, not good. Um, yeah. 
I'm trying to think what we if there's anything we missed. Um, um oh Hannah Hannah's uh oh, co-star Haley yeah. Hannah's co-star Haley is so bad at playing Hannah that she gets fired or she quits. It depends on who you ask. And so then Hannah's like, oh, I want to play myself, myself in the movie. So then she goes Stupid. and tells the director, I would be very cheap because I'm non-union. Scab. Uh, Scab. And then, well, it's actually allowed, but you know what I mean. Uh, mm. And because uh, she needs to be in a certain number of projects in order to then get a union card. True. But, but uh, annoying. And then Haley overhears her saying that outside of the director's trailer. And so then she's like, I'm going to make you pay for this. So then she leaks the picture of Hannah being kissed by Jared to the newspaper, which Mike sees while he's at soccer camp. And so then uh, he doesn't pick up her calls, but then eventually Haley watches her own dailies, which why wasn't she watching them every day? That's why they're called dailies. Because she was the talent and they're supposed to cater to her. But uh, that's, that's says, yeah. Kidding. So I'm just, it's dumb. She's like, Oh, it turns out I actually was bad. And nobody told me I was bad. And so I'm sorry that I leaked that picture and got you uh, broken up with. So I called Mike. I don't know how I got his number. Uh, so maybe it was listed on the soccer camp website. So there you go. Yep. So now they're fine again. And Nolan Another. and Arya get back together. Yeah, classic. Which we knew they would. And I'm glad they did. But I'm just I'm like, glad they did. Damn. But we didn't need the interim. Yeah, like I understand needing a little bit of space. Um, because everything has been so crazy and he was almost killed and his girlfriend was almost killed. But like, especially when he was like, I believe you and I'll always believe you. It's weird to then be like, actually, I need space. That's what annoyed me. Mm. Do you have anything else you'd like to add about books? Um, I was annoyed by Hannah's mom. Okay. Who came back and thought that a trip to Mexico and then buying her daughter clothes would be enough to like make up for being an absent parent um Haley starred on a disney show called abracadabra as quintana that was weird which made me think that was either like a hannah montana reference or a wizards of waverly Waverly place reference so i don't know that was interesting um Oh, Spencer's family eats their Chinese takeout off of China using porcelain chopsticks imported from Shanghai, which is like, that seems like really hard to use, especially for white people in Philadelphia. Um, do, do, do. Oh, I also highlighted the part where Carruthers. Okay, this was okay. So apparently Carruthers, ha- his children, ha- they have a, a, a Keith Herring in their room. And then they say, later Harrison says, Carruthers buys based on talent, not celebrity. And I'm like, I think that Keith Haring, while he did have a very unique style, that is a celebrity buy. Like that, you bought that because it's a Keith Haring. Unless he bought it a really long time ago. In the 80s? I don't think so. I mean, he's so rich. He's on safari in Africa. And that's how we know that he actually didn't Maybe buy he the just Aria thing. scrapped it off of the side of the subway in the 80s, like... A lot of people did. Um, oh, <laughs> I highlighted the first description of what Greg looked like because it's just like every other boy that Spencer has fallen for, except for Reefer, who just had dreads, but everything else was the same. So that was funny. It was a tall, athletic, tassel haired boy stood up from his chair in the front row. He wore a pale blue shirt 
a tie, dress pants, and shiny loafers. And on the back of one hand was a tattoo of what looked like a soaring falcon. He's one of the handsomest strangers Spencer had ever seen. Spencer's such a dumbass. Yeah, for anyway. someone who's trying to get Princeton to let her back in. The back in, which I don't understand why Princeton would care about her exams if they unadmitted her because of the, the murder thing, and then it was like, wait, she didn't murder someone, they could just readmit her. Yeah, and also being the owner of an anti-bullying blog is not going to be <laughs> No, she does say, oh, I could write a book. It's like, not Yeah, she gets really. a two-book deal, which I assumed yeah. was also going to be an alley plot. But it wasn't. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, not now. Not if she's arrested. Or maybe, maybe she could do like a expose from jail. Yeah. Well, she's not allowed to profit off of her crimes, but she did say that she wanted to split all of the advance among the various people who contributed to her blog because they got bullied for being poor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's bizarre. It's a crazy world. Um, (sighs) Is that all? What about you? Yes, I I have. have, um, Let's see. Everyone is really dumb. I have, uh, oh, speaking of the Carruthers thing, maybe Carruthers thought that Keith Haring was cute and that's why he got the painting because Carruthers says he also buys paintings from people who he thinks are cute, implying that Arya is cute, but maybe he also thinks Keith Haring's cute. Um, There's a reference to a girl, like a girl from Spencer's blog who was murdered because she sent so many A notes to various girls in her Ohio town that they, one of them like had had enough and like killed her. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if that was like a reference to real stuff, and because my mind immediately went to like Slenderman, but I think it's actually like there's a Florida case from 2012 where someone actually did retaliate against someone who was bullying them, and they were not found. As far as I can tell, from you're limited, obviously, in like news about a young people yeah. and b now every article is paywalled. Um, but I think due to Florida stand your ground rules, like it was considered self defense. I thought you were going to reference the new, uh, the thing that just happened with that girl who um, was bullied with AI images. Oh God, um, no! I hate this. Yeah, and no, it's not a reference of that. But God, I America sucks. Um, And then the only other thing that I had in my notes is when they're looking at the house that uh, Nick's family owns. Arya goes. This is I bet this house has a pimp security system. Oh, that. Yeah, she does say pimp. I saw that. I was like, what? Who says that? Who are you? What is this? What I thought, do you she also mean? says this house is nicer than the cons. And I was like, I thought the cons house was like super nice. Yeah, the cons and, house was like a compound. And this place has a decrepit falling apart to story pool house. So I think the cons yeah. house is nicer. Yeah. And also like th- they have cherubs around the pool at this like other house. So I'm like, that seems not nice. It seems tacky. <laughs> Yeah, it's a but, little tacky. Yeah, no, the the pimp security system thing. I, was like, I think it's pimp. In 2014, nobody was saying that. So that was entertaining. I did see that. But what was your fashion moment from this book, Courtney? Um, my fashion moment was Haley's trailer. So was mine. Aww. I love when we match. You read Me it. Me too. Uh, if you have it up, you can read it, but I can pull it up. I have it highlighted, so I can pull it up real quick. I have it highlighted, Um, too, but my phone was not up, so go ahead. Okay, you're good. Um, okay. Pulling it up. Okay, so, 
Halfway down the hall, Haley opened a door with her name on the front. Okay, I do want to, before I start reading this, say that it reminds me of what the inside of a limited two catalog used to look like. Mm. Inside was a room with furry pink wallpaper, a couch in the shape of a purse of pursed red lips, a mini fridge, a soul cycle spin bike. They I want to note that they did capital S, capital C, soul cycle. Important. Um, and a bookcase filled with trashy magazines. Hannah glanced at the vanity where there were pictures of three different guys arranged. Each one was cuter than the last. She was pretty sure she'd seen one of them in the latest Jake Gyllenhaal blockbuster. Haley noticed her looking. My three boyfriends. Adorable, aren't they? Hannah frowned. You're dating all three of them at the same time? Uh, yeah, Haley said. She dug out a pack of parliaments from her corduroy pouch atop the fridge. Lighting up, she flopped onto the lip-shaped couch and exhaled, exhaled blue smoke. Then she extended the pack to Hannah. Want one? Hannah hesitated, not having smoked since she was best friends with Mona Vanderwall. She took one but didn't light it. Very fun. I love the room. Very fun. I love but the lip-shaped couch. Shag- I love... Having three boyfriends. Furry pink walls. Um, very intriguing. I, and a branded soul cycle bike, which at the time of this book would have been a big flex. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think they sold those for like individual use at that point, but cool. Good for her. They did not, but Ga- apparently Gaga had one. That's some intra-company lore for you. Ooh, good to know. Yeah. The yellow bike spec before they were gray, which is a big mm-hmm. deal. So yeah, that was fun. I love a good little interior design moment. Yes, it's and great also the other book. outfits we got in this were like a crisp white shirt dress and Tory Burch flats, and I was like, "Well, that's Hannah a- does wear like a really sparkly sequin mini skirt that she yes. has to pull down over her butt to go on the Amtrak train to get to New York." Yes, uh, which I find humorous because she's not just bare cheeked on the train. <laughs> uh, and both in that and also just like Hannah is so dumb. She is very dumb. And there's nothing, no one knows the size of your clothing unless you tell them. So you could just wear something that covered your ass and no Well, one then would it wouldn't be slutty. Know. Fair. I don't think she was very wearing fair. it so that she could say she was a size small. I think she was wearing it because a skirt that goes up your ass is very in. Mm, sure. Yeah. Anyways, that was the end of that book. I'm intrigued to see how we're going to wrap it all up next week um, with the Final book, Vicious. Final book, Vicious. Claire, are we going to want to read the uh, Allie's Pretty Little Lies book, the prequel? Eh, wouldn't hurt. I think we should because I, according to, I didn't read any spoilers, but according to Wikipedia, it does contain many secrets. Okay, well then we should totally read it. Um, what do you think we should do for our next series? I would be intrigued by reading the selection books. I know we've gotten some requests for those in the past. Interesting. I have also heard that there were requests for that. So, but if anybody else has any suggestions, you can always reach out and let us know. But tell me your state of the union. What is your in and your out, Courtney? Uh, my in is letting embarrassment go. Um, Ooh, there have that. been several things throughout, like the past, obviously it's February, so it's two months, but like even this weekend where I'm like, Hey, that was embarrassing. And then I'm like, you know what? What are the consequences to that? Who cares? You know, you're not going to die. No one's going to get mad at you. For example, um, I went to a bagel place yesterday and I was confused. I've never been inside the bagel place before. I've ordered from them before, but never like gone inside and like placed an order and then been given the order. And so I thought that the room went one way and it turns out it went the other way. And I was so embarrassed that I left and didn't order anything. Oh like, well, that's okay. Well, now I'm hungry, so you that's got better. not helpful. Today was an improvement, though. 
Yeah, today was an improvement because I went, <laughs> I've been dealing with some like time blindness issues. And so I was like, okay, I want to make sure that I get to my workout class on time. And I misremembered, I have it written down correctly in my calendar, but I thought that my class started at 10.05, not 10.50. And so I leave my apartment in order to get to my workout class and I get there at 10 a.m. I'm like, okay, great. And so then I get the shoes and then I put my stuff in the locker and then I'm like, oh, well, the door is closed. That's weird that they would close the door before the class gets started. Um, And so then I go in there and the lights are off and everyone's cycling and cycling and cycling. And I'm like, oh, I guess we're like already in the warm up. That's kind of, and then I walk to the front row where my bike is supposed to be. And then I'm like, oh, there's someone in my bike. So then I just get in the bike next to it because that one was empty. And so then I set up my bike really quickly and I get on the bike and I'm like cycling and cycling. And I'm like, it's a different instructor than the one I signed up for. This is a girl. That one was a guy. And then I'm like, now we're getting into arms. And like arms is usually like the next to last thing in the class. And then I'm like, I'm in the wrong fucking class. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh no. Did you I do just, it? Well, I leave? mean like what I stayed because I was like, there's only like one and a half songs left. What am I going to do? <laughs> I would make more of a scene if I got up again and left. <laughs> And so then I was like, because I went all the way to the front row. Where, was, so was, the, like, where was the front desk team? That's what I want to know. Who's they just sort of let me do it. They should have stopped you. Well, and so then I, I take the class and the class ends. And then I go up to the instructor and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, and explain to her what happened. She's like, I totally understand. You're so good. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. Because God forbid I like, she's the only one that look facing the door. And so then like, yeah. God forbid I like throw her off the rhythm and it's all dark in there. And so like someone could get hurt. And so then I go up to the front desk afterwards and I'm like, hi, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I don't know. I just went in there and then it was too late. And then they were like, yeah, we saw that. And we just didn't want to like pull you out because we saw you didn't come out. And so then we didn't want to take you out of the class. It's so unsafe, but whatever. But like, also, what are they going to like? Would it have been worse if they had followed me in there and then been like, no, no, no. No, no, no. What they should have done is they should have been paying attention when you got in and been like, wow, she's really early for her next class because this class is already happening. And yeah. we sign people in and we pay attention to this stuff. And they should have caught you as you we were walking to the door and been like, oh, no, 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 there's an active class because you always are supposed to know when there's an active class. And they should have stopped you before you got in the door. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm like, I'm not trying to blame these girls for the fact that mm-hmm. like I was being a dumbass, but like. No, I'm blaming them. That is and their job, Courtney. They're it, getting paid I, to do that. It kind of is their job. It is their but job. I'm taking I'm taking some degree of responsibility for the fact that like I was I thought that I was perhaps stay. five minutes late, but in fact I was forty five minutes early. <laughs> I'm proud of you for staying though, and not just like cowering and leaving. Well, it's a good thing that I did because the the class that I was supposed to go to and then I did end up taking was they didn't do any arms, so at oh, least I got my that. arms in. Fantastic. What about your out? <laughs> um. I wrote food, but what I mean by this is uh, before we got on the podcast, Claire and I were talking. I just, I've been eating a lot of crap this week because I've been really Mm -hmm. like, stress is not the right word. I'm making up excuses, but like, I've just been eating a lot of crap this week because I've been like, I want it instead of like, what's actually going to make my stomach feel better. True. One of the things about being in your late 20s, which unfortunately now I am, is that (laughs) I know that certain things I shouldn't eat, not Mm -hmm. because of how they make you like, look, but because I know that they don't agree with my body and right. my body yes. doesn't feel good now. 
And so today I had a cheeseburger slider and french fries and a strawberry chocolate milkshake. Mm. And I feel gross. But was it delicious? It was pretty good, but not as good as now I feel bad. Yeah, that's fair. I've been experiencing, I did the same thing on Thursday this week. I was like feeling really lazy and I ordered Taco Bell and I was like, David was like, is that going to hurt your stomach? And I was like, no, angry arms. And so then I ate my Taco Bell and then he went, he left to go do something. And I texted my other friend and I was like, my stomach hurts so bad, but I cannot like let anyone know because I, I was like, no, defiantly, my stomach's yeah, exactly. fine. Um, so yeah, that's just called being an adult. I get that. And I hate it sometimes because I'm like, I used to be able to just eat and drink whatever I wanted and then it didn't really matter. And like, I wouldn't have hangovers or anything like that. And now I do. And it sucks. Oh, the hangover shit is bad. Um, you're not going to like my in then, but my in is drinking less. Good for you. Well, I didn't drink for nine months. And so now I have the choice to like ease back into it. (laughs) And... Uh, I've realized that I don't really need to drink very often. And so I really have only been doing it on social occasions. And even then it'll only be like one or two drinks and I feel much better. But then I also conversely feel much worse when I do drink, which I had a couple drinks yesterday, which was not great. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, drinking less is my end. And David is also drinking less and we're just enjoying that. Um, I do want to like try some of the fun, like non-alc, like aperitifs and stuff like the Gia or Gia or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I've had that. I want to try that. I want to see if it's good. Because um, that sounds like fun. And I just think want things that are less sweet. And some of the stuff that I have right now is like really sweet. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. And then my out is kind of coinciding with Courtney's out. But my out is onions. <laughs> I had onions on the sandwich today at lunch. And I know this is random and like really impulsive. But it's been bugging me all day. Um. They're like white onions, and I usually love white onions on a sandwich, but there was just so many of them on the sandwich that now my mouth feels and tastes like onions, and nothing I eat or like I've brushed my teeth and used mouthwash, and it will not go away. And now my mouth like tastes like mint and onions. It's like really repulsive. So I don't know really what to do. Maybe I should have a coffee. Like I, I really don't know how to like cancel out this flavor. It's very unfortunate. Um. So yeah. These are just grown people problems. If I was a kid again, I could just be like, I don't like onions. And then, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't know. Onions are delicious. So it's a bummer. But yeah, Courtney, before we read Vicious, where can they find us in the meantime to suggest new books series that they want us to cover? In the meantime, they can find us on Twitter at WittyPod, on Instagram at WittyCommitteePod, on TikTok at the Witty Committee, on our website, thewittycommittee.com, or via our email address wittycommittiepod at gmail.com we hope you guys tune in next week as we continue to judge the mean girl right back one book at a time 